Pack Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and today I have a special guest with me, one of my most favorite guests ever, Miss Lori Alexander, and she's the host of the Underground Resistance Network, which has a cult following because she is the conspiracy guru. Welcome, Lori. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Finally, it's been a while since we've been together. It's been a while since we did the Coneheads under the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty cool show, though. You know, it was one of my favorites. Yeah, it was. So today we're going to be discussing the Denver International Airport. And I know a lot of you have seen stuff about the Denver International Airport, but this this place is really, really creepy, and there hasn't been a lot of stuff done on it recently. And so we just wanted to touch base with y'all, and there's some changes that's going on. And, of course, we went down the rabbit hole, and we found even more stuff that might really surprise you. And, Lori, I'll let you start off with, what do you know about this creepy, creepy, creepy airport? <laughs> well, okay, so the Denver airport, um, it, it was designed and replaced um, the Stapleton International Airport, which at the time, there was nothing really wrong with that airport. And it had a lot of, a, a lot of people, even the people in the Denver, Denver area, questioning, you know, why would they get away, why would they do away with Stapleton when there was really nothing wrong with it? And then they started um, they started building or they started planning uh, the, the the Denver Airport, the new one. And in September of '89, the federal government um, they appropriated 60 million dollars for DIA, and it finally opened up in 1995. And since that time, there's been a lot of um, a lot of speculation around it because of um, ab- abnormalities um, that we noticed when it was be- being built, and then after it was built. Some of the um, the strangeness in or on the walls and on the floors and 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 so forth. Um, what further led to a lot of questioning was Jesse Ventura um, used to have a show that he used to talk about conspiracies, and he actually went to the Denver airport and he walked around the place and he raised a lot of questions. He raised a lot of um, he showed us a lot of a lot of things that that just didn't make sense. Um, some of the things being that the spoils that came out from under from from them building it wasn't normal for an above ground or a uh, two to three level below ground normal airport. Um, and what I mean by that is the, the amount of spoils that they pulled out of building the airport um, would would probably go uh, to. It, it would it would be equivalent to building a major city. Okay. Um, now Denver Airport is 33,531 acres. Um, 33 being a very important number there, which is makes it the largest airport in North America, and it's also two times bigger in acreage than Manhattan. And um, when you look at something that size. Of course, there's going to be, um, you know, a lot of a lot of, uh, of resources going into building it. But when you take a look at the resources that they did, there's actually enough fiber optic cable in the um, Denver airport to cover an entire city. 
and we're talking like city like Los Angeles. Um, we're also um, seeing um, things that look out of place. Um, if you've been to the Denver airport or if you've looked at an overview on Google Maps, you'll notice that there are several holding tanks. No airport needs that much fuel. I don't care if you're the largest airport in North America. Um, you don't need that much fuel on hand at one time. Um, you know, because, I mean, it looks like almost like it's a refinery. Um, also, when Jesse Ventura did his drive around, he noticed um, several miles from Denver Airport that there were actually air vents um, that, that came up out of the ground that, um, you know, you're wondering, well, why would they be miles away from the airport, you know, what's underground? And he came to the conclusion, and we've noticed, that there's actual tunnels underneath there that go between um, the Denver Airport and Cheyenne Mountain. So, I mean, it, it you know, not only the I architecture, not only... That up. Yeah, I was going to bring mm-hmm. that connection up on that because I, I figured that out also. That's a, that's a rabbit hole itself, you know? Yeah, exactly. And for everybody that doesn't know what Cheyenne Mountain is, Cheyenne Mountain is the home of NORAD, the North America um, uh, defense system that watches our skies. Um, NORAD's responsible for um, holding the keys to our nuclear arsenals, our arsenal. And, you know, they're the ones that, you know, detect uh, incoming and respond accordingly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and here's another thing is, you know, looking but at the airport. While you're on NORAD, can I bring something up here? I, on my mm-hmm. research that I did on that, uh, on that Cheyenne Mountain military base, it's only 85 miles from the Denver Airport, which Denver Airport's like 53 square miles. So that makes yeah. it even shorter, really, you know. And I, and yeah. on the research that I did on, on this, I saw that it it uh, it houses North American Aerospace Defense Command, like you said, NORAD, and FEMA Task, and it doubles as a nuclear bunker. They said it's the most secure base in the country with over 2,000 feet of granite. It spans over five yeah. acres. It's all in Pellas, but we know it's bigger than that. It utilizes a giant spring system to protect uh, for, uh, for more than a dozen three-story buildings. Uh, to, it, it is actually secured so that it won't uh, be damaged in earthquakes or explosions, and it can even withstand an EMP. So it's the only high-altitude Department of Defense able to do so, and it said that it could withstand a 30-megaton nuclear explosion at a distance as close as 1.2 miles, and that it has yeah, 25 a direct hit. blast doors. Yeah, basically, yeah, so it that's could basically um, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it could basically you know uh, withstand a direct hit, um, and this is why um, this is what's crazy about it is you would think that NORAD would be the site of uh, the, the federal government where they would have, you know, the, the continuity of government, Rex 84. You would think that that is where, um, you know, people or the people in government would go, but it's not. The Denver airport is actually Rex 84 headquarters and the continuity of government. So now you have to ask yourself, those spoils that I mentioned before, that I said that, you know, were more above and beyond what we would see at a two to three level uh, dig. Um, how far down have they gone? Have they gone down as far as, you know, um, a, a, a silo? You know, can, can the Denver airport on the, on the, on the uh, subterranean level, can it take a direct hit? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say absolutely. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, I, I mean, agree you with know, that. what? <laughs> I mean, okay, you look at look at the map. Cheyenne Mountain doesn't have an airport. Cheyenne Mountain doesn't have the ability to get the powers that be. Um, you know. Uh, they don't have the ability to get them there, okay? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you could fly them in with a helicopter, but, you know, um, get them from Washington to Denver or to, to NORAD, um, that, that's quite a long time. And <laughs> if you want to go even deeper, this is where the supersonic um, underground trains come into play between the East Coast and the West Coast because they can get them there faster underground through the tunnel system than they could in the air where they would be, um, you know, uh, basically flying targets. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm obsessed with tunnels. And, I, you know, when I was researching this show, I actually started pulling up different stuff about tunnels. That's where I came up with the, the – found out about the Cheyenne pretty much, the Cheyenne Mountain. But mm-hmm. uh, I started looking at all these different uh, reported tunnels and where they're at, and I'm like, oh, wow – you know, all this fracking that was going on during Ebola where people were saying mm-hmm. it was a fracking earthquake, you know, these weird places. I already knew they were connecting the East Coast to the West Coast with these underground tunnels. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, okay, you know, they've got these high-speed tunnels that are going on, you know, and that's how they're bringing the elite in. They have to have a way. And these things travel crazy fast, too, you know. I mean, they're top secret. Yeah. They won't they – won't the technology they have down there is reportedly – Technology that they haven't even exposed to the public for these no, uh, you, trains. You know, that they have. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, you know, um, the, the cell phones that we have right now, the computers that we have right now, they are nothing in comparison to what the federal or what the governments have, what the powers that be have. They just give us what uh, what's needed for us at the time, um, you know. But you you got to guarantee that they're at least a hundred years, if not more, uh, ahead into the future of, of the technology that they have. Absolutely. Um, somebody that talked about the underground um, facilities was um, Phil Schneider. I don't know if you know who he is. Yes, but he talked, I read about him. Yeah he, yeah, he talked a lot about what goes on underground and in these facilities. And it's not that nice, put it that way. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing, you know, things underground um, that make Area 51 look like uh, this, you know, your your corner supermarket where you can just walk in and you know get what you need um you know and we know how secure area 51 is these places are nothing compared to to area area 51 is nothing compared to what these places are right and i was reading too that um that this in case for you people who don't know who Phil schneider was uh he actually got into the guy named alex alex christopher and in 1994 so you remember the the International Airport didn't open until 1995, but in 1994, they actually got in and took photographs of these underground tunnels and stuff and published them. And after that, he got really, really super paranoid and uh, thought that the government was, was after him. Well, guess what? In, 19, in January 17th of 1996, he was found suicided, and ironically, all of his lectures material was yeah. stoned. And so, and he well, was speculating it about the underground bases, but he believed they were concentration camps, alien enclaves, and uh, and a refuge for the apocalypse. And he was telling everybody this stuff, you know. 
Yeah, he also he also got shot at uh, um, in New Mexico when he went into the underground one at Dulles. Um, he actually lost a couple of fingers and got shot in the chest um, going down there. And the thing about his quote unquote suicide was that he got suicided um, supposedly by strangling himself with a rubber cord. Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, hit, you know, shot 74 times in the back, worst case of suicide I ever saw, you know, kind of that kind of thing, you know, where you go, what? Wait a minute. He smoked, you know, he, he choked himself out with a, a rubber cord. What? Yeah. Um, and he was found in a chair and that's how he quote unquote suicided. We know that's probably not what happened. Um, you know, we know that uh, given the circumstances behind his um, summer or his, his, the talks that he gave, you know, and the interviews that he gave, that most probably, um, you know, something more nefarious did happen to him. Well, you know, at least he upgraded from the red scarf on the doorknob. What? <laughs> oh, too soon. Was that too soon? Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, doorknob, I, yeah, that's pretty much going out on a limb. But, yeah, you're right, he did. So, But when the Denver airport opened, um, it's funny because um, I've never been there personally, um, and that's actually one of the places that I really, really would like to visit. Um, but you lost your uh, mind? No, well, I guess that's the safest place. <laughs> and in reality, you know, maybe <laughs> I, I in my right. theory, if yeah. you can get down below, it's the safest place in the world. You know, actually. Yeah. But in my case, they probably would see that I would be on my way to Denver Airport knowing why I'm going there and my plane would probably never make it. But, I mean, hey, that's a different, whole different story. But, um, yeah, the, so you look at this, this and they, they put it right out there in, in the open. I mean, okay, so when you pull up to the Denver Airport, the first thing you see is a blue Mustang. And this blue Mustang is, is named Belucifer. Nothing to see there, guys. Okay. And Belucifer. Be like a thirty-two foot tall <laughs> demonic statue glaring at you that looks like the <laughs> the horseman of death with glowing you know? red eyes, right? <laughs> right. right? Nothing, nothing creepy about that. Here's the thing: the sculptor of the the uh, the Mustang, his name was Luis Jimenez, and he was killed in a studio in Hondo, New Mexico, when a large section of Belucifer fell on him, severing an artery in his leg. You did a sacrifice. Blood, blood sacrifice. Blood sacrifice. Exactly. Blood sacrifice right there. Then, a few years ago, they decided that it wasn't enough that we have this blue Mustang with the glowing red eyes named Lucifer to greet people at the airport. They decided to raise a 26 a foot Anubis statue, which is the god of the dead in the afterlife. I'm so glad you brought that up because in all of my research, I only found two references to Anubis being there. And so I was actually trying, kind of hard to find information on that. And when I finally found pictures of it, this thing is huge. It's huge yeah. and it's creepy. You know, you'd think that it would be all over <laughs> everywhere. But there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, hello, this is Anubis. You know, why aren't we reading about this? Yeah. Why aren't people talking about this? Yeah. And what's funny is when they, you know, they pick Anubis, which, like I just said, is the god of the dead and the afterlife. When you think about that, the afterlife being the continuity of government, you know, the afterlife of the government, the Rex 84 makes, you know, I mean, hey, I, you know, kind of kind of put those two together also, you know. Kind of crazy. 
That's a good one. Well, because that's yeah. I guess what it's all what when we finish the show, people will come to the conclusion that that's what this is all about is the the new world, the the end of this world and the start mm-hmm. of a new one. But the right. new misread, exactly. I guess, you know. Exactly. I mean, this is all ritual. This is they, the the powers that be thrive, and they 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 do everything by ritual. They do everything by numbers. They do everything and, um, according. So you're saying they do everything by ritual? I was trying to find this. I couldn't find it, but I know that I've I've just known this fact. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of furry on it, fuzzy on it. But so when Satanists and these Luciferians want to do some evil crap in the world. It says that they have to basically announce their plans yes. publicly to what they're going to do. And by us not stopping it, it's basically us giving consent to them doing these deeds. Have you heard that before? Yeah, it, yeah. this is called um, um, telegraphing. And what it is is, is um, believe it or not, uh, they are bound by um, karma. They believe in karma. And according to Kabbalistic law, they are required to tell, tell their victims in advance what their plans are. And this is why, you know, we see, um, you know, foreshadowing, uh, okay, let's say foreshadowing of 9-11 in The Simpsons. Um, we saw foreshadowing of, you know, things that are, that are coming, to, of, you know, coming to pass. We see all these things in Hollywood, which is their main, um, their main outlet when they, when they show these things. Um, and what it does is, um, once they put out that information, then they're done. They're bound. They're, they're, they're free of karma, the free of the karmic, karmatic law to come, you know, for anything to come back on them. And for people like us that see these, um, they, they get off on that. They like that because then it puts out an energy of, of fear and, and things. And then they feed off of that. Because basically they're they're saying oh they know what we're doing and they can't stop us ha ha ha. If they you know? like it, then to be honest with you, I know I sound really paranoid, but if they like it, why they have to mess with me so bad today? When we went to go do the show today, which I know yeah. I know it was scheduled at 12 p.m. Went to go do the show and it was scheduled for guess what 12 a.m. No, it wasn't. You know because I actually scheduled the show after 12 a.m. So there's no way that I could have put 12 a.m. because it wasn't even an option. But when I got on there today, it said 12 a.m. So then I went and fixed the show, rescheduled it for 12.30. The second I posted it, my computer went completely out. Yeah. It's yeah. not even one even pull it blog talk. And it's just like, if they like it, why are they jacking with me? You know, like, hey, let us advertise you. <laughs> well, so, because, yeah, well, no, because, I mean, they, they want you to know that, hey, we know that you're there, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, another thing is, is we have to understand that we're in a spiritual battle. And, you know, people are like, oh, you know, like I, like the other day was uh, 322, 322 being the mark of, of skull and bones. And, you know, I always look at the 322 date because, you know, sometimes things do happen. And there was something that did happen. There was a flyby of a, an asteroid, you know, whether that, you know, I don't know. But, um, you know, they, they, um, they do everything by the numbers, by the gematria of things. And when things do, events do happen, you can break it down and you can look at it. Um, so we're in a spiritual battle. So what that means is that everything that manifests in the physical world has already been planned out in the spiritual world, which is how they put the timestamps on them, how, how Lucifer puts his timestamp on these events. So that's why, you know, we can pick up on them, you know, in the physical world, um, you know, because they do, they have to leave these clues behind. They're required by Kabbalistic law to do this, to put their signature. Prime example being 
um, Wizard of Oz. Okay, the Wizard of Oz told about the straw man. It told about the um, uh, tin man, the TIN, the tax identification number. It told about the Federal Reserve. It told about how we are, you know, the man behind the curtain. It told all that stuff. It's not their fault Don't the blood that people didn't pick up on it. hanging in the back. Right, you know? right, right. The man that killed himself, you know, during the production. It's not their fault that we didn't pick up on that at the time. They told us. They did their duty, their, 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 their job, you know. I mean, we didn't pick up on that until, you know, maybe two, three, you know, two decades ago. ago. But, you know, hey, it's not their fault that, that we didn't do it. They put that information out there. They told us, you know. And now looking back on it in hindsight, you're like, oh, my goodness, that's right. Look at that. It's all right there in black and white or, you know, on Yellow Brick Road kind of fashion, you know. So, yeah. So, yeah, they have to tell us in advance what they're going to do. That's just so creepy. This whole thing is just so creepy. I enjoyed researching you wanna, it, though. You, it's creepy. you want me to go into some of the numbers? Yeah, actually, because I found a cool number also on the Masonic marker. Oh, nice. Uh, the okay, day so, of it, but I'll get to that when you get to the marker. Okay. All the doors entering the airport begin with the number six. Yeah, 600-602-604, American and JetBlue. 601-603-605 are Delta Fortier. 612-614-616 is United. 613-615-617 are Southwest and Alaska. Those are just some of them. They all begin with with the number six. We know the significance of the six. Um, The airport is 30, like I said, 33,531 acres. Okay, um, and if you take that, you take the 33, which stands by itself, and then you add 5 plus 3 plus 1 is 9. Okay, you flip that around, there you go, Three. Uh, you know, you get your 336 or the 666. Oh, wow. <laughs> exactly. See, I thought that the, oh, I another thought thing. The, uh, the numbers that the uh, Lucifer would have been 33 feet tall instead of 32 feet tall. So I really question if it's not really 33 feet tall, you know, because that would make more sense, wouldn't it? It would, absolutely. Yeah, that that would make complete sense. Um, but another thing is um, uh, the airport is two times the size of Manhattan. And the size of Manhattan is 33. Oh, wow. We have the three, three, and the six again. Right. Anubis. Anubis stands 26 feet tall. Six plus two is eight. Eight being um, the biblical number for new beginnings. He's the god of death and the afterlife. There's a new beginning. I was wondering where the eight was. Uh, and y'all have to excuse me if sometimes if we pause in between uh, switching people talking. But what, what we do is we put our phones on speakerphone and mute it. So when we get ready to talk, we have to, yeah. you know, pick up the phone, unmute it, and unspeaker it. So if there's a slight pause in between us talking. We're not brain dead. We're just, you know, trying to watch our sound quality. But I was, uh, exactly. I was wondering about the number eight because I had found a bunch of eights tied up with the Denver airport. And now that you, you mm-hmm. said that eight is the new beginning, which is the goal of the new world order. So exactly. that really makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. 
It does, you know, and so, you know, if you look at all these things individually, they don't really mean anything. But when you set it down and you start making notes, you start putting all these things in order, it starts picking up after, you know, you start picking up these things and you start looking at these things. And um, the Denver airport, um, because it's called the New World Order Airport, I mean, and they, they don't make any qualms about it. I mean, you know, if you look at, at their, um, which is, is kind of going to lead into your Freemasonry, but when you look at the cornerstone of it, if you look at the, the plaque, it says right on there, the New World Order. Now, mind you, that what it says, that that commission does not exist, which now you have to ask yourself, well, why are they referencing a commission, quote, unquote, that doesn't exist? Does it not See, exist or is it a secret? Or we just don't know right. about it. Exactly. We just don't know about it. But I did notice that on the, the Mason cornerstone that the date of it is 319.94 and when you add those numbers up it's guess what 33 33 so for a little bit of background so my family has always been masonic and Lori is anti-masonic and now she's got me so paranoid that i won't even <laughs> go at all but i, I, I i'm like, not anti- i know we're not evil because i'm we not love anti-masonic Jesus, but i'm telling you some creepy masonic stuff in this <laughs> and even though i'm not usually against masons at all but to be honest with you, uh, there's a bunch of creepy Masonic stuff in here. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. And I, I'm seeing this when I research this Denver airport, you know, as much as I'd like to take up for Masons or whatever, there's a bunch of creepy Masonic stuff in this airport, okay? That, there's no explaining it, you know? It's a satanic. It's creepy. Yeah. Well, for yeah. the record, I'm not, anti- I'm not anti-Masonic, Okay. Um, because I do understand, I do understand the diff, you know, there's, there's different levels and there's different, um, different aspects of it, um, being the public Masonics and the secret Masonics. And, um, right. you know, so, um, here's the thing about that is, is why were the, why were the Masons even behind the building of the, the Denver airport? Exactly. Really? There's really no um, uh, there's really no brick lane or uh, stone lane involved in the airport. So why were they involved in it? That's a very good question. And but it's not just yeah. that. You know, they have the uh, uh, Masonic Ossian eyes and Masonic things on, on the the new murals that they have. The numerals. The, they had – well, I'll get to that later, I guess, when you talk about the, the pictures inside of the airport, but there's a lot of that on it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you got to ask yourself, is is this an Illuminati headquarters? Is this a, uh, you know, the secret Masonic headquarters? Um, you know, um, the time capsule also has a Masonic square, the compass symbol, um, the inscription that gives the time capsule contents to the people of Colorado in 2094, and they're all symbols of Freemasonry and also the Illuminati. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's kind of interesting um, when you start looking at it. Also, the, sculptor, the sculptures and the gargoyles and, you know, the, the, um, the references to, again, a commission that doesn't exist or that we don't know that, you know, I'm sure it exists. Why would they put something that doesn't exist on onto their their cornerstone? They wouldn't. I don't believe they would at all. 
everybody was saying, oh, they don't exist, they don't exist. And when I'm reading them, I'm like, oh, yeah, they do exist, and they're the ones that built this airport. It was one, it was over $2 billion that we know of over the budget, okay, that we know of. And there's mm-hmm. probably money going to it all the time because there's all kinds of indications that they're still adding on and building to this day. And, uh, exactly. I mean, you yeah, know, you don't go over budget that who much. paid for the airport? Who the hell paid for the airport? Well, the New World Order Commission, you know, paid for the airport. That's who paid for it. And who, yeah, and you got to ask opinion. yourself, you know, it, really seriously, who is the New World Order Commission? Well, they're probably the 13 Illuminati families. I would think that that's who the commission is, you know, um, would be made up of. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't think any any other any other money would come in there. And you got to ask yourself, I mean, what what construction goes that far over? I mean, seriously, <laughs> you know. Um, but the capstone, um, it's a, yeah, the New World Order Commission is credited with helping to fund and build the airport. And officials have said that this commission um, for the new, quote, world airport, um, and so, you know, we think already, you know, New World Order. And then, um, you know, you put that on with the, with the Masonic uh, imagery, and uh, then, you know, with, with Anubis and, you know, Goose, or I'm sorry, um, Lucifer, you know, you got to ask yourself, you know, what the heck, really, what's going on here? Because it's, it's nothing good. You know, why, why did they choose Denver? Good. But why did they choose Denver? Well, I think Denver? because of why, the Norad. You know, I do too, absolutely, because of its its you know prime location. Not only that, but I mean hard 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 um hard ground. I mean they could they could do the the tunnel system. Um, I mean we know there's tunnels because we've seen the trains. They do travel underneath it. But how far do they go? Do they go all the way to Norad? Um, yeah, I'm gonna say they probably do. Yeah, I think they connect all the way from the east coast to the west coast, like we said earlier, to to bring and into the mountains. To bring all the elites there for safety. Absolutely. And, you know, and we had affirmation to that. We had affirmation when that comet, the Doomsday Comet, came in 2011, I think, or 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. It was called the. I bet it wrote down. Called the. Ilium. And it was September 27, 2011. And they rushed Obama. Obama ended up at the Denver airport, of all places. When this comet was just come like so close to Earth and could have possibly yeah. had earthquakes and tsunamis and destroyed the world, you know. So where is he at? I mean, to me, that was a real confirmation that that's the hiding oh, place for the for the elite, you know. Exactly, e- exactly, it was. I um, wish the gargoyle would have ate him, or the statue would have fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Not to mention that um, there are reports. I mean, I can't de- confirm nor deny. Um, the reports, but there are reports that there is a tunnel um, from um, the West Coast um, Pacific Ocean underneath all the way to Denver, um, and it has the ability to um, you can you can um, navigate a air, aircraft carrier through this uh, through this tunnel system. So wow. um, yeah, I mean, and, and this goes to show you know how intricate it is. And yes, there are is the supersonic um, speed train that goes from the east coast to the west coast. So, and you know, like I said before, I mean that that would probably be um, the way that they would they would move um, the the government officials um, because I mean it's a lot safer 
and a lot faster than they could do it by by airplane or by helicopter. Right. And secretly, without, uh, you know, like say something is going to happen like that comet, if it would have got really close and things started messing up. If you're trying to travel, can you imagine the traffic jams and the people panicking and the, and how slow traffic would be? So it would be just almost impossible for people like that to to get somewhere where they need to go that far away in a timely manner. Exactly. So underground. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Underground would would be the the way to do it. You know, um, you could move around without um, without being noticed. Um, you know. Uh, what happens above happens below. Yeah. Isn't that a Masonic thing? <laughs> As above, so below. Exactly. As above, so below. I was reading the other day about um, something. I can't remember where it was. They were talking about um, the tunnel system underneath the uh, city, and I can't remember where it was for the life of me. Um, but they're they're all over the place. I mean, if you pull up a map of the tunnel system, um, you're not going to get the true um, the true tunnel. Um, mapping, but you can get some sort of an idea. Um, when you remember when Jade Held came out, um, we were showing oh, yeah. the the tunnel system, yeah, and the hubs. You know where where each of the hubs are, and you know that that definitely, um, if you look at them, you could definitely take a anywhere and, and get up to the Denver airport. I actually printed out a really good one last night, but it's not up to date because it was old map of the underground tunnels. And bunkers that Phil Schneider had actually done. So I mean, uh-huh. he died in '95, so that tells you how old this is. But it was funny yeah. because my husband, my uh, roommate, and I were actually talking about the tunnels, and I was like, "Well, you know, that's not up to date. We know that there's probably tunnels now, all from Dallas and Oklahoma, because of all these fracking earthquakes, you know, during Obama's reign." I figured that we were connecting the East Coast to the West Coast, you know, right through that Central Corridor, and so. Uh, uh, when I pulled up, I pulled up that map of the, uh, you know, Phil Snyder's bunkers, and I was looking at it, and then I found another map that showed the demographics of illegal aliens who were voting in America, compared to, you know, uh, the places that were democratic, that won democratic, and so I think everybody's seen these maps, you know, where it has little blue spots and everything. But when I started looking at it, it matched Phil Snyder's underground bunkers, just identical except for like what I had uh, hypothesized about the ones running out right up the middle, you know, Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas. And so it was really eerie how similar they matched. It was really, really eerie mm-hmm. with the illegal aliens and the underground bunkers. It was really creepy, and I was like, well, you know, they need workers. It never occurred to me. Right. I'm always like, they need the Mexican over here to vote. You know, they need it for a vote. It never occurred to me that they were laborers. I mean, that made did so much you, sense. I was like, wow. Yeah, exactly. You know? Did you, Did you by any chance um, compare the hubs with the uh, placement of the Walmart? Uh, I did during Jade Helm, and it's eerily close. Yeah, Jade Helm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jake's another. That's another. Uh, <laughs> well, being being where you are, yeah. And, and, and at the t- well, at the time, I was I was traveling there, you know, twice a week. So yeah, I kept a, I kept a close eye on Jade Helm also, um, because you know, I mean, hey, if I'm going to be down in, in the area twice a week, you know, and and basically call Houston my second home, I, you bet your butt I'm going to know what the heck's going on down there. Well, I mean, I'm only an hour yeah. from Bastrop, where it was located here in Texas. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that I, I I'm not gonna lie to you that Jay Helm thing scared me so bad. And you know because Lori and I both are public figures. You know we both do shows. We're both extremely mm-hmm. popular on social media. I mean, and people all over the world know who we are. But I'm also involved in the militia here in Texas, and I'm a big yeah. part of militia. And I'm also a member of the United States militia. And you know some weird stuff happened during Jade Helm, and I won't even go into that mm-hmm. on this show, but it literally terrified me. So. I think it was, uh, I want to say June 15th, but I can't remember the exact day that it was supposed to launch. And I was just like biting my fingernails. And I don't scare easily. I do not scare. <sighs> right, easily. no, you don't. And so That's I was true. just like packing my ruck and packing my AR, and I said, I'm out of here, you know. <laughs> I'm going to sit at home. And I was like, where's the safest place to be? So I went to Bastrop. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll just go to Bastrop. <laughs> Either I'll say there's a time to pick me up or they're never going to look right underneath their feet. You know, so that's what I called my friend. I said, well, J.D. Helms will start at 8 o'clock. You know, it's like, guess where I'm at? He I'm said, don't tell me you're in Bastrop, Texas. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I am. I'm in Bastrop, exactly. Texas. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I don't mean to sound yeah. so paranoid, but. I had some weird things happen to me with my, you know. Well, no, we, I I mean, go, I you and I are a public. Well, you and I are technically. We are kind of, you know, pretty public. I mean, you know, um, and and I get my I get my uh, my share of, of death threats and you know and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, when stuff happens, um, I I don't mean to be paranoid. I don't mean to um, you know to to think that somebody's watching me or or anything. But you know, hey, if they're really out to you know. It, if if somebody really is trying to do away with you, I mean, then it's not really being paranoid. You know, when I drive down the street or when I walk out of my house, I live in a, in a cul-de-sac, okay, and I walk out of my house and I see a black van sitting there or a black SUV, you know, that I've never seen there before. Um, you know, I, I do get that little, huh, huh, wonder why they're I, I there. can't tell you how many, how many nights I have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for y'all's protection because I have seriously – 100% believe mm-hmm. that your life was in danger, and you know why. And uh, I've been mm-hmm. terrified for you. But, like, you're talking about the black van. I mean, right before the Jade Helm thing, my daughter and I went out to go to, to Temple, which is a little town near us. And as we were leaving town from our little small country town, this really dark, dark black big truck with tinted windows that were so dark, you couldn't see if there was one driver <laughs> or six people in there. And it had different tags on the windshield than our tags here in Texas. These yeah. people followed us all day. I went to the bank. They followed me. I went to the pharmacy. They followed me. I went to the doctor. When we came out of the doctor, they followed me. Uh, yeah. I, well, I was in town like seven hours. My kid was crying. I was crying. I would literally go across three lanes of traffic and jut into like a little you know, area of the neighborhood houses or something, a little suburb area, and they would – Go across the three lanes of traffic and follow me. So there were reasons I was paranoid, you know. Because oh yeah, and then you can't call the cops because then they'll put down that you're paranoid on your record, you know. Yeah, exactly, the, exactly. You know, we don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or or you know, then you gotta then you gotta run into the whole well, you know, um, they could be involved too. So you know, you never know. Right. But, so you know, when people say, yeah. "Well, you're paranoid," well, I've had some weird stuff happen to me. You know, it was really <laughs> I've got terrifying. Reason to be paranoid. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Speaking of speaking of paranoia, now uh, <laughs> the murals. Have you actually taken a look at these murals? Oh yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't need to be. Par- I don't need to be. Airport. Well, I mean, I mean the pictures of them. I mean, they're they're. I mean, just I'm not paranoid, but when you're showing like um, death and destruction, and you're naming this um, peace, you know, basically peace and love, um, you know, yeah, I've got a problem with 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 some of the things that I'm seeing there. 
you yeah. know, it's, it's, um, I'm trying to pull well, up. I'll uh, we'll break down on these murals if you want me to go over them. I am on the yeah, first cool. one. Yeah. On the, which basically, I think what's these, the whole thing is showing the persecutions of Christians and the rod antichrist in a series of these murals. And the first one has like dead women, the destruction of a city and a forest, the destruction of the world, and a girl. And I think the guy that actually did these was a Mayan. And uh, the girl is a girl holding a Mayan tablet, which I guess alludes to the twelve twenty one twelve into the destruction of the world. You know. And then the mm-hmm. second one uh, shows a military figure with gas mask holding a machine gun and a sword, and he's stabbing a dove, which is peace, right? Stabbing the, the – that's very violent, you know, stabbing this little dove, you know? And uh, so this one, this peace is destroyed. And there's like these gray waves, you know, they're emulating out from the figure, which I, I think is representing the uh, gas that's killing the people, which we could talk about that AUAG in a minute. And uh, there's a, just like this line of weeping women with dead babies and a group of dead children, which uh, I guess is emphasizing the cleansing uh, by death. And uh, oh, it's horrible. Well, the third one it says uh, it's like a world, uh, all the world children from all these different countries are on it, and they're taking their weapons and they're giving them to this German boy. It looks like a German boy to me. I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's like trying to reshape the weapons into something else. And the gas mask man is dead, and on that dude is like two doves, which I guess mm-hmm. is showing that the peace will return after the killing takes place and there won't be any need for weapons in the new perfect world. Well, in the fourth one, there's like this Jesus, which I think is the Antichrist-like figure. Uh, he's in the middle, mm-hmm. and he's holding this plant, which I think is supposed to represent like rebirth for the people and the people are all happy in the picture they're happy to see him and they they have happy little animals and they're all in harmony like i guess they're represented in the garden of eden it's like uh, after the genocide that the new world order with the antichrist is going to be like a the new garden of eden you know ran by them so to me when i put it together it's just basically said you know less people equals new world order which is a better world you know and that was my interpretation on the murals. Yeah, and I think you're a spot-on interpretation. And, you know, people are going to be, oh, come on. They're not going to get rid of us all. It's not like it's written in stone. Well, actually, it is. It's written on it the Church Guidestones. Stone. First, the first it one where it says, that, you know, we need, to, we need to reduce the population to a manageable 500 million. Well, if you were to do the math, reducing the population down to 500 million would be destruction of 90% of the population, which is what they're right. definitely going to you know, do through genocide. Georgia Guidestones. And in 1980, these Georgia guidelines came up, uh, guidestones came up, which is a set of guidelines, these big stone, uh, what they are, they're big old giant stone, and they're written in mm-hmm. eight different languages, uh, mm-hmm. explaining so how the population, you know, yeah, they really the so population yeah, to crow. So I guess these murals are explaining how the population will die by how the, yeah. the uh, Ten Commandments of the New World Order. Many. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. I, I call creepy. them the, the, yeah, the Ten Commandments of the New World Order is basically what they are. You know, I mean, and they, they look good. They look good on paper until you you kind of look at it and go, oh, wait a minute, I can do the math on that without using my fingers, and that doesn't make sense. Um, so, yeah. Um, what's even more interesting is that um, when you look at these pictures um, of the murals and um, – the name of it. I mean, seriously, peace and harmony with nature. Um, you know, that's 
you know, children of the world come, children of the world dream of peace, um, which is, I mean, it looks, like I said, you know, as with the Guidestone, it looks good on paper, but um, in the same sense, you know, you've got to look at what's going on and you've got to look at, you know, what these things represent. Um, and it's, it's, I don't want to say it's scary because it, it's, it shouldn't be scary to, to anybody, but, um, you know, it definitely opens up your eyes to the fact that conspiracies are based on um, facts. Um, the, the term conspiracy theorist was coined by the government um, to uh, discredit people, free thinkers, people that, that question the narrative. And most all of the time, most all of the time, conspiracies um, end up being conspiracy facts. They end up being proven to be correct. So everything we're saying here, you know, may sound, you know, like, oh, they're just conspiracy theorists, but they're all backed up by, by fact, by proof. You know, if you look and you do your research in the Denver airport, you're going to see exactly what we're talking about. You know, even even just, um, you know, a, a, a short little um, research into um, the fiber optics, optics used in the airport should, for a, a, a critical thinker, not make sense. When you look at the, you know, the the, uh, the distance or the amount that they used, and to go over budget that much, I mean, what was what, what were they doing? I mean, two billion dollars over budget, <laughs> or were they still doing? Right. Yeah, because they are still they are still um, they're still doing um, a lot of work there to this day. Um, it's almost like it's never ending. It's almost like they're they're um, you know, just continuing to um, to expand it, um, but not outwards, but I'm sure underneath. Um, I'd be interested. I, I, I'm probably I'm not going to be alive in 2094, but I think it's going to be interesting to see the time capsule when they open it up. I wonder what they got in yeah, there. Yeah, I wonder what's in there. I'm dying to see what's in there. Try to some popcorn. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Who's you yeah, got, who's going to be there to even open it? You know, I don't know. Obviously, so. it's going to be the uh, the remnant of the thirteen Illuminati families. Yeah, exactly. Because if everybody's exactly. pretty much killed, they know pretty much the, the most. I guess most of the survivors will be, would probably be in that bunker, especially if that, they use gas. You know. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah, well, you know, the 3%, they're the one that's, you know, they're 2-3%, depending on what numbers you use, you know, exactly. Did you did you happen to see, I sent you a video last night, did you happen to see the, the new um, addition to the airport? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but before we get into that, if I can figure it out since my computer completely crashed right before the show, I'm going to take a quick little break. And uh, for y'all that don't know, I have a beautiful little dog named Ivanka, and she's the love of my life. And Ivanka <laughs> is very famous. Uh, people love her on, on social media. They they always uh, love Ivanka. They, I'll be going through timelines and see pictures of Ivanka. And people, the other day, people were retweeting pictures of her on Twitter. <laughs> and when Ivanka was a little bitty baby, I gave her the wrong um, flea medication. And I was just, oh, my God, I was praying. I was crying. I was in hysterics. She was like my child. 
And Lori yep. actually stayed up half the night and called all these people, waking them up in the middle of the night and found out what to do to save Ivanka's life. And so I said, you're her godmother. And so Lori, <laughs> that's why I love Lori so much. She's my dog's, uh, but she's not just my dog. She's the cutest <laughs> little dog ever. She's like my baby. But uh, I needed to let her go outside for just a second. And uh, thank you for okay. saving Ivanka's life. I love you so much, Lori. But <laughs> I I'm going to go for a quick oh, break God. and let her outside so she won't start barking during the show. And so no we'll be, if I can get the music to work, we'll be back in five minutes, okay? Sounds good. Okay. If I can make it. <laughs> They call us deplorable And we love the name They got the bodies in the dirt And need someone to blame Got a pension for greed And money to spare They put the dollars in the coffers And the lives in the air Well, we go one We go all I won't push you down You won't let me fall One day for sure We will stand tall Well, we go one we are the patriots Trust the plan Because we have it all And the fate is in our hands Had a reason to fool us But we didn't take the bait They want to take us to hell But we got guns in the cage
And welcome back to Wolfpack Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and my special guest, Lori Alexander. And we have been discussing the Denver International Airport, the creepiest airport in the world. And it really is totally creepy. So if you missed the first section of this show, please go back to the first and You don't want to miss it because we've really been covering some great stuff. We have more to come. I know that the switchboard is lined up with callers, but... We've had some technical difficulties, and I just can't get it to work when I'm trying to answer some of y'all and put, put y'all on, on hold during the break and was unable to, so I apologize. Uh, but hopefully you can still hear the show and hear me tell you that it's not my fault, okay? So the powers to be just don't <laughs> want people contributing to this show. <laughs> so welcome. So that was Wolf Howl. That was saying, Lori, come back to the show. Break is over. I'm calling you with my Wolf Howl. <laughs> Very hurricane, wasn't it? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I was looking at these murals while we were on break, and uh, you know, one of them, it, I had almost missed this on that last mural. It looks like the phoenix is coming out of the, mm-hmm. uh, coming out of the, I don't know, but it's going up above in the middle of the thing, and there's like a phoenix coming up, and it, I, I don't know how I missed this, but it almost looks like the phoenix is inside of a box breaking out of a box phoenix okay, rising so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, it looks like um, a little placard or something on the uh, side of the box i wish i could see what that actually says but i had never noticed that before and that's really creepy and you know it's got all these little dead children you know it's really creepy so, that's exactly the third one. I, and, I think that's the third one yeah and it's 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 interesting that you brought that up because um, with the Phoenix rising, um, we know that, um, you know, uh, through oh, the destruction. Oh, the fourth one is out of the box. Yeah, it's out of the box in the fourth one. Right. So the destruction of, uh, you know, if, if, you know, everybody, I'm sure everybody knows the story of the Phoenix. You know, it dies, it, it burns, and then out of the ashes it rises again. Um, and that is essentially what is going to happen with the New World Order. We know that the United States was created to be sacrificed in the end days. That was its main creation. It was the New World, okay? We were, we were known as the New World. And so uh, we need to crumble for the New World Order to rise out of the ashes. So the Phoenix Rising, uh, it, it, I, yeah, it, it makes com- complete sense, plays completely into this whole, um, you know, New World Order um, events that we know that are going to lead up to the eventual um, uh, unfolding of it. I, I don't want to say creation because it was created long ago, um, and we're not quite into it yet. Um, there's a few things that need to happen first, um, you know, the destruction of the United States being truly one of them. Yeah, I wish I could read what's wrote on it. Uh, I only have a printout and my computer's acting up, so... I really wish I had the information, but oh well. We probably yeah. know the gist of it. So one of the things that we didn't talk about was on these murals in the first one uh, where it has the creepy-looking guy that's uh, – well, I guess it's really the, the second one with the military figure that has a creepy gas mask, and he has a, some kind of foreign-looking hat on his head like a cap that I'm not sure. It's not, it doesn't look American to me with the guy in the sword stabbing the dead. Well – on the ground mm-hmm. in front of this one is uh it looks like some i guess you'd say it, it looks like a u a g 
So a lot of people, when they look at that, they think that it means gold and silver. Did you look at that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Because uh, yeah, um, it said I, when I was doing my research, it said that everybody thinks that it's gold and silver, but it says that one of the founders of the airport is actually the person who discovered, which I don't know that he discovered it. He probably invented it is what I'm thinking, a new deadly strain of hepatitis that's a uh, potent biological warfare chemical called the Australian antigen. And, uh, yes. and so they're thinking that maybe that's the chemical warfare that they were planning on using to kill all the people that Georgia Guidestones talks about. And I thought that was really creepy. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we know that there is going to be, uh, you know, a super, um, you know, deadly uh, virus coming. You know, a lot of people, uh, the big thing back in 2014 was that it was Ebola. And I kept telling people Ebola, Ebola won't work here in the United States, period. It will not work, only because of our extreme temperatures. Um, you know, it would work in the summertime in some places. Um, but once it gets, you know, it gets too cold and freezes, it, it kills the, it kills it. So it, that, that, that wouldn't work. Um, but yeah, AAUAG does um, represent a toxic gas, um, Australia antigen, and it does um, uh, coincide with the neonatal hepatitis syndrome also. Um, and so, um I think this all goes along with the depopulation, you know, trying to reduce um, the number of children that, you know, the, the uh, I want to say, uh, the fertility rate here, you know, worldwide, um, and it has to do with the abortions um, now, you know, amping up, and now we've got the AUAG. So, and, and, and it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, why else would you have the gas mask on, you know, um, and, you know, it's... Um, I don't want to say it's it's scary when you think about um, how much trust parents have in doctors. So um, you know you take your child in um, to get them vaccinated, and how easy it would be to um, to put this out into the uh, the general population. Right. I'm real. I've never missed a vaccine for my children but i've never felt good about it either so i've really been torn on the whole deal i think many many people are but if you don't mind i i have a whole list of different things that i did on my research that i wanted to get your spin on so do you care if we go through this list and i ask you and you kind of explain what you think it means because no one puts a twist on it like you and you're always right too so i hope you're wrong about so much stuff but you're usually right okay now with my texas uh accent. It's very difficult for me to uh, pronounce these words correctly, but there's also a code in the uh, Denver International Airport. It's a Navajo phrase. It looks like D-Z-I-T-G-A-I. It's D-Z-I-T, then D-I-T, and then G-A-I-I, and they said that it means the mountain is white. Do you have any idea what that would be alluding to? And then the second word is G A I I. Hmm. Well, okay. I'm clueless too. I'm like, I have no idea. I, re- I re- researched everything I could about the mountain is white, and I couldn't find anything, you know, except just the uh, maybe alluding to the mountain there that we just talked about, you know, that it connects to with NORAD. But I, I don't know. I have no idea what that means. But okay. No idea? Okay. Um, <laughs> like next. <laughs> um, 
the it, yeah, it's a lot of people say that it has to do. Uh, some people said, "Oh, it's German." It's but it's not German. And um, they said it's Navajo. It's, uh, it, it it means White Mountain, referring to the area um, of, of the mountain range that that uh, you know that that Denver um, is the area that it's at. Um, but in my research, uh, it it's not translated to White Mountains. It's translated to Move the World. Move the World. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and um, you can find. I think I I think I found that. Uh, let me let me break it down. Um, just kind of going through my notes here because it's funny. I do have that in my notes. Uh, it's translated from what they believe to be the Dracos language. It's a statement predicting death and destruction for the human race at the hands of the shape-shifting reptilian overlords that some say control the DIA. The author, who possesses a special understanding of the languages used by these creatures on this planet, say the phrase true meaning is this. D equals death, Z equals master. DD, death, defier. IT means um, the Draco, um, it's the, the it, the, the Draco. The G meaning the gift or the sacrifice. The A means the ancestral gods or the air, the water. And the, uh, the II meaning the black hole or uh, material and matter. Um, so um, I, I don't know um, why they would put that. And, and it's not uh, – where they put it, it's not like um, – I say it's not over in a corner where nobody's going to see it. It's actually written um, on the floor where you walk. So people are walking over this. Uh, it's in the Great Hall, uh, the the DIA's main terminal, which is just, which <laughs> which is kind of interesting because the main terminal is uh, known as the Great Hall. Um, and isn't that a, uh, a, a Freemason? <laughs> yeah, isn't that a, isn't that a Freemason? Uh, the Great Hall. You know what? I, I think it actually is. To be honest with you. I think it is too. Yeah. So um, that's what, um, through my research, that's what I came at. Um, um, to, I don't know any Navajo um, person to ask, uh, but I am going out to Arizona soon and moving back there. So if I run into a Navajo, I am going to ask them what that means. It make, makes more sense with your interpretation of it, though, I think. You know, to me it does. Yeah. That that may, I could have yeah. anything on this one, but, you know, like I said, I – I don't know that it was a very powerful source either where I got that interpretation from just randomly off the internet. But, yeah. Well, you know, some people do say that it does translate. Yeah, it does translate into, I guess the, the Navajo translation meant mountains in Colorado that can, that are connected to mysterious occurrences. Um, I don't know, but I kind of would go with the person that actually put that there and his interpretation of it rather than somebody else's interpretation of it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. The next one is uh, rumored is there is a morgue in this airport. Now, I yeah. not only found this on one site, but I found this on every site I went to. They talked about there being a morgue there. And it yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And, yes, I, I have heard. Okay, because um, it probably would be people – there would be a lot of people there um, if something were to – if something – bad were to occur. Think about it. It's the largest airport in the world. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people come through there every single day. If something were to happen there on a mass casualty, um, 
Yeah. Um, now, yeah, but now again, um, you know, so got to ask well, yourself that. Why do they have Lucifer? <laughs> why do they have right, Jesus? Exactly. You know? Why do they have a lot of things that they've got? Exactly. So, yeah, that's right. that's the reason for I believe that. Okay. And in 2007, uh, it was reported that 14 planes uh, suffered from just cracked windows for no reason whatsoever at the airport. And they can't explain how these windows got cracked. And it seemed to me like it's, it was almost like a – I would my guess was that it was like a subsonic boom that, you know, of a certain frequency, but I don't know. Any weird. It's like why did yeah, the windows on planes crack, but not the but not the airport windows or not the people's car windows? Why just the airplane windows? I mean, you know that's kind of creepy. And I, I couldn't exactly. I just had no explanation for it. Well, the FAA um, doesn't. They yeah, the FAA. Um, I don't. I don't really remember um, what they uh, what their investigation put out there. I, I can't really recall. But these occurrences uh, span. Um, some some of the planes were taking off. Some of them were landed. Some of them were were parked at various locations around the airfield. Um, I, I do know that a lot of people chalk this up to, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. But they say that you know Denver has a lot of of, of weather changes. Um, you know the the uh, the pressure in Denver changes, it fluctuates, and this may have been um, the reason for the for it happening. Um, okay, so let's let's go with that, and, and now you have to ask yourself why weren't um, cars um, affected? Why weren't houses affected? Why you know why why was it just these airplanes? Um, which would lead me to believe that it had to be something located or or, or um, something that was just a centered on the airport itself. Um, were they testing something at NORAD? Um, were they, was HARP activated at the time? Um, you know, these are all questions that, that you have to ask yourself. Um, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't understand how they would, they would differentiate between wheelch- uh, windshields of a plane and windshields in an automobile. I don't even, I don't know. Exactly. Um, that's why I thought that, that's why I wanted to ask you because, I, you know, it's not like I could have a discussion about it because, I mean, yeah. I was literally scratching my head when I read that going, okay, this gives me so yeah. many questions and no answer. But I have like a thousand questions like, why just the airplane windows? You know, it's really creepy, you know. So I just thought that was very Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, I don't understand, I don't know, I guess I'll have to look into it again. I don't uh, remember what the um, the FAA came, came to the um, conclusion of. Um, but, yeah, they it was something that they were – you know, it, to, to me, they were throwing around these possibilities and these scenarios that just didn't make any sense to me. But, you know, that's what they do is they throw these around and then, you know, something else happens and, you know, our attention span is so short that we're like, oh, okay, we're going to go over here and you forget all about that. So on the next one, I have uh, – on my research, I noticed that there were – you know, they had, it said they had built these five big old giant buildings, and they said that the buildings were – they were built wrong, or the location was wrong. So they went ahead and they covered them up with uh, dirt, and that was supposedly part of the underground. Their excuse for their underground system. And uh, let me call for one second. Hang on. Sorry about that. And then um, it also said that when they were building the airport, they had spent 192 million dollars in 2005 on this expensive underground luggage system. 
okay? It's underground. Like I said, it's a luggage system, but the luggage system didn't work. And I found a bunch of news articles also that talked about it, and they actually called it the luggage system from hell, which I thought, well, you're probably closer to that than you realize, you know? But uh, (laughs) so you've got these underground bunkers, and some people are speculating that maybe the underground luggage system is actually tunnels that connect the airport to the bunkers, which made a lot of sense. And also, uh, there's in the tunnel system, they put in this really expensive, strange sprinkler system, okay, which makes no sense because the they're concrete. You know, so why would they need the sprinkler system if it was concrete? Well, going back to the conversation we had earlier about uh, the first hour on Phil Schneider, he had alluded to the fact that he felt like these uh, big storage areas underground were like concentration camps. Well, that got me thinking, and I thought, wow, you know, could these sprinkler systems be like gas or something, like what they use the juice for in concentration camps? Yeah. yeah. And that really freaked me out. And even the luggage system, I thought you could be used not to deport, you know, you know not just for luggage. And I, I am a conspiracy theorist. I admit it. I like it. I always have liked it since I can remember but I even thought, if that luggage system, maybe it does work. Maybe it's used to take bodies or different things, you know, in and out. I mean, I know that sounds kind of creepy, but mm-hmm. what are these sprinkler systems for? It's funny you should bring up the sprinkler systems. I want to tell you a little little story. It's kind of creepy, and I, and I also, actually messaged my friend. decontamination also, you know. It, yeah. But, but I mean, you go it could be that, a number. But you read that these total areas are huge. They're huge. Yeah. That's why he thought that, you know, maybe it was concentration camps, you know? Yeah. Well, here's an interesting I, – I messaged my friend before I came on with you today, and I said, I'm going to mention you in, in the broadcast because it, her and I, um, I, uh, I needed to go to the Phoenix airport to pick up a rental car. And um, it was back in 2010 when I just started researching the Denver airport. And she was, her boyfriend at the time, um, and I were talking, and she was listening. We, the three of us, you know, we were gabbing back and forth. So her and I get in the car, and we, she takes me to the rental um, place at Phoenix Airport. We park, park her car. We walk in the place. Her and I looked at each other, and we both turned white. She's like, oh, my God. And I was like, Yeah. When we walked in, this facility, hopefully I can explain it to you guys. Okay, you walk in, and there's this big, huge, probably six-story atrium, and you look up, and there's, like, nothing there, just just nothing. Um, but the windows go from the floor basically to the ceiling. Not quite, but I would say maybe three, four, or five, four stories, three stories from the from the from the floor to the, to the top. And they have these, um, I want to say these um, um, doors that go over the windows, but they don't come from the top down. They go from the bottom. So when they roll them up, they roll from the bottom up to the top. So you can't move those. You can't, you can't jimmy them. Like if they were to come from the top to the bottom, you could jimmy the bottom to get, get them up. So you get out and break a window, but you can't with these because they come from the bottom up. And her and I were like, if they were to roll those things up and lock those doors, you're trapped. 
You have nowhere to go in this building. So then, um, and there was only just a, one story of, of um, let's say, of um, car rental places. There, wasn't, there was nothing above the, the first story. Um, it was just, you know, empty space. And so um, I got my car. They gave me the keys, and I went. Um, she says, I'll walk out with you. I said, okay, we'll walk out. We'll grab my car, and then I'll drive you back around to the front, and you can pick up yours. So we go to walk, walk uh, to the elevator, and there's one of the guys that works there. He's standing there. And jokingly, I said to him, so how far down can we go? And he goes, how far down can you go? Or how far down can I go? And her and I just looked Whoa. at each other and I went, yeah, her and I just looked at each other and went, never mind. And we got in the elevator and, yeah, he goes, how far down can you go? Or how far down can I go? So, yeah, nice. So, yeah, um, you know, so I did have a creepy experience at an airport. And, and it, it's weird because somebody else mentioned something about um, – I don't remember if it was. I know it. I know it's it's truth um, with Phoenix Airport, but if you look on a map, rail railroads are near airports, and they could move a lot of people around uh, using these railways to get them to these airport facilities, which I personally do believe they could be turned into a makeshift. Uh, concentration camp or FEMA camp. Right. And, you know, this, there's barbed wire fence. Well, in those pictures that Phil Schneider had snuck out in 1994, it showed all these chain link fences all inside these underground bunkers. And then outside of the airport, there's actually uh, razor sharp barbed wire fencing, yeah. but it's not facing out like so if people were trying to climb in the airport. No, they're it's actually facing, facing in. in. Well, you're really creepy because that would only indicate that you're trying to keep people from going out, you know? And I'm like, oh, wow, these are really creepy. Yeah, and you know, think of it. Okay, I don't understand the sprinkler systems for, you know? Well, and same thing with with this building is this wasn't a – this was a a, a, a stone construction. It was a a concrete building. So um, there really wasn't much. If it were to start on fire – I mean, what is there to actually burn? Um, you're talking about what furniture inside of a one-story, maybe four or five different, um, you know, um, car rental places. I mean, there was really nothing that would was combustible in this area that you would need a sprinkler system like they had the design. It, it was it was insane. Yeah, I know. Um, and not only that, but. Uh, you would you would need a ventilation system. If there was a fire down there, I understand that you know you you need some way of putting it out. But if you don't have anything combustible, if you don't have anything to feed that fire, then or or any oxygen, you know you're you're not gonna it's not gonna burn. So for them to have all of this, um, I don't know. It's it, it's, it raises interesting questions that um, I would actually like to talk to somebody who designs these buildings and see what they had to say and and see what uh, what their uh, their explanation of it was. The only thing I could think of if it wasn't some kind of gas to kill people, I thought, well, you know, what if some of the 
key figures actually come in from the outside and aren't, you know, don't, don't have access to the underground facility, and they come in through the tunnel system to get to the secure location, that that could be a spray that would decontaminate them, which would make sense, you know, probably it, make more sense it, than a poison. Right, it would, but a decontamination um, setup is is quite different than just different, a yeah. run of the mill. Yeah, because um, for decontamination, um, you have to have different levels. So um, you come in, you strip off your clothes. Um, that's one level. You walk through another level, and you you know they let you through. So um, unless they would they would set up, I, I I wouldn't see it being a decontamination. It, that wouldn't make any really. That wouldn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's You got me stumped on that one. That's crazy, right? I mean, it's just creepy, creepy, yeah. creepy. It just like that, you know, expensive underground luggage. Who the hell spends $192 million for to, to take luggage, you know? I mean, that doesn't even make sense, you know? Not only that, but it's it a luggage system that, that clearly failed. Right. The luggage system that clearly failed. I mean, there's the, you can go on um, and research, you know, um, that they were talking about. I mean, that was, that was a system that... Um, that destroyed your luggage and strung your your possessions all around uh, you know on the ground. So um, first of all, it didn't work. Second of all, I mean you know if they were trying to cover up something, they did a, did a really horrible job on that. Right. Exactly. I mean, like the more you research this airport, you just end up with more questions. You know, and how could you mm-hmm. not be a conspiracy theorist? And we haven't even got to the gargoyles yet. I'm going to get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. So the next question <laughs> I have. This is interesting. Uh, my dear sweet relative, Queen Elizabeth, because I'm actually kin to the reptilian queen. I'm not so proud of that. But <laughs> yeah, Henry Tudor would have been my 12th great-grandfather, interestingly enough. But I don't have a ticket to get into this, uh, even though my husband's a mason. I don't have a ticket to get into this. <laughs> I wasn't invited to survive. <laughs> I don't have fair. a free pass. What are you talking about? Right, right. I will bring you, because you're Marcus godmother. If I get a free pass, you're definitely <laughs> going with, okay? Nice. I'm like, oh, Lord, let's go with, you know. But so I read that she'll eat me last. Is, trying, <laughs> is trying to buy, like, tons of land near the airport, okay? But I'm asking myself, why? Because you would think if these are the Illuminati families, okay, then surely, you know, the tutors are going to be part of that. And so you would think, okay, if they're, you know, these Illuminati families probably have, like, a, a ticket, you know, or would pay the money in advance to have access to get to these underground facilities. So why would she be buying all kinds of land? Because it's not like what's she going to do? Get a shovel and dig down and get into the tunnel? I don't think so. You know. So I mean, really, what good would it do for her? Uh, you know, I don't know. If the stuff's already built and it's already there, you think she would just pay to have access to it or have them build her own stuff? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me either. Considering that I do firmly believe that William is the Antichrist, or it could be his son yes. is the Antichrist. So, I mean, yeah, you would think, I mean, really seriously, in, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, wouldn't she just come and take it? My grandson's the Antichrist, I'm taking it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't well, know. It but, does but tie you have to take your, it does tie into your theory about him being the Antichrist. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to ask you about it, because I knew that that was your theory. But like I said mm-hmm. a second ago, they would have, if he was the Antichrist, they would have the Willy Wonka golden ticket. Yeah. They shouldn't have to buy all this. Exactly. Land. So, I mean, 
No, they won't. But you know what? Then you got to look at it. Look at it this way: is she buying? Is she buying the land because the land is by the airport? I don't think so. Is she buying the land because it's it could be worth something monetarily? I'm thinking more of the lines of that. I mean, you look at look at the Clintons and not to get off topic, but look at the Clintons with the uranium one deal and and, and Putin. Um, you know, so. Um, I would more I would be more apt to look at the mineral charts on the areas that she's trying to purchase than to think that it has to do with the underground bunkers. Oh yeah, and I hate to be ADD on you, but since you said that about mineral rights, <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that. Go on, I'm going to get off totally off topic and then go back because I'm ADD. I'm sure a lot of you are too, so don't hate on me. But I did notice on those tunnels that we were talking about earlier that all those tunnels. <laughs> They cross-sect right where the Bundy Ranch is and right where LaVoy Finnegan's ranch is, by the way. You ought to research yeah. that. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, yeah. whoa. Seriously, you know? yeah. We thought Seriously, it was for the research. uranium, right? I never thought about it being for the tunnels, you know? Yeah, exactly. But that, I hate the subject, but that was – brought that up earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was just a little thing for me and Lori. So if you don't know what we're talking about, sorry. Now, another question is, so we don't know why she's buying that land, but that's just another thing that we're, like, scratching our head going, what the hell, you know? Mm-hmm. So the aerial view of the airport, the swastika. <laughs> now, we that's know they brought in all the Nazis, you know. That's how we got to the moon with the Nazi scientists, you know. So yeah. there's looking like Nazi people all in these murals, so – you know, yeah, you know, we, we did. We brought over we brought over the majority of uh, of the German army, um, the SS and and the uh, the higher Ehrlichy. We brought them over um, through Project Paperclip. You know, they they created NASA, they created CIA, they, they're the Secret Service, they're FBI, they're they're everything. You know, they're in our, our governments. Um, I honestly think that they just put that there just to mock us. I do. Yeah. I, 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 there's no other reason for it, um, you know, just to just to go see we we did it because we can. Uh, that's kind of what I thought too. That they were just like just rubbing our nose in it, you yeah. know, kind of. Like, so yeah, okay. One um, of the, uh, I mean, go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. One of the, uh, well, if you're if you still want to talk about that, I thought we should change the subject. Did you have anything else to say on that? Okay. One of the images in the airport that we haven't covered yet, uh, I think the lady's name is Kel, but I'm not sure why. I don't even know why I think that. But there's a lady standing by a meteorite, and it says that the face is hidden by a white blur thanks to the placement of the hall lights, and that it's very, very creepy. And I only found one article discussing this particular – I don't know. The way I read it, it, I I guess it's a painting. You know, or or it may be, I don't know. In the picture I looked at, it didn't even look like a picture. It looked like almost like a mannequin kind of standing by a meteorite. But I only found one reference to that. Have you read anything about that at all? I have not. I have not heard anything about a meteorite um, being in there. Of everything that I've looked at through um, the DIA, I've never, um, uh, and I wouldn't even know why they would have it there. Um, because I, I don't know what that would tie in with. Yeah, I not only found one reference, so yeah. couldn't find a lot. But I thought it was yeah. very interesting, you know. Yeah. And actually oh yeah. To, it's not I think I actually printed out the picture somewhere here, but I've got about a thousand. I printed so much that I used my whole thing of ink because I was fascinated with all these 
uh, pictures. <laughs> I can help it. Yeah, that's what I do. And I put them in files, and I've got them in my files. And, you know, and when I do go to do shows like this or whatever, I pull out, you know, my, my files and stuff. Oh, that's what I do, Oh, yeah, too. you'll do I, yeah, So I have Denver Airport. I have all my files in it. Yeah, yep. I'm real weird like that, too. See, we're show sisters, yeah, aren't we? We're just, we're just Twinkies, <laughs> right? <laughs> sisters from other that's misters. Awesome. <laughs> so I noticed that, you know, on the Denver International Airport, that a lot of people call it DIA for short, right? Mm-hmm. And right. when I Googled DIA, the first thing that popped up wasn't Denver International Airport, but it was Defense Intelligent Agency. <laughs> Go figure. And I am a follower of a, Q, a QAnon, and we always say that Q always says, you know, look at the mirror imaging, or there's usually more than one meaning. And so the minute yeah. I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, it's just double meaning. It's, you know... And then they went on at the Denver airport, you know. And so I thought, you know, it's really weird that – and this was recent. This was very recent that he mentioned the Denver airport and Q-Drop. And uh, a lot of anons have speculated that that's where we keep all of our uh, you know, computer storage data, you know, which makes sense with NORAD being there so close by. You know, I, I could see that maybe, you know. But I thought, well, uh, I don't know. I just thought that was very strange. Well, Denver, that's what I Denver is where – yeah, Denver is where the the big uh, info um, uh, hub is, um, as far as um, with the CIA and the FBI and stuff, and you know um, NSA um, keeping our data drops. Um, it, there is it is uh, in in Denver, and so um, I, I'm sure that most likely there is a underground link to that facility in the airport. Also, then, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting little tidbit. And then I also mm-hmm. found that there was another more writing in there besides the uh, one that we talked about and it's the words Mount Blanca. Where they say in France is where the Knights Templar signed their charter and mentioned that they were gathering to form a new world order. And <laughs> have you read anything about Mount Blanca being wrote in the airport? No, I have not. That is very interesting, also because um, Blanca is uh, means white, white, um, and, and white yeah, mountain, the white, right? you know, right, yeah. So that's very interesting too. Um, I thought that was interesting because it's you know the mountain is white in from my research, and then Mount Blanca would be the white mountain, right? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's what well, Blanca means. Um, um, let me just see here. Um, you know, I actually didn't even make that connection right at first or just now. So, yeah. Well, but, uh, apparently, um, yeah. When you look at when you look at the Denver Airport, if you look to the west of it, I mean, the mountains um, that would be the that would be the um, the White Mountain area. So, yes, that is interesting. I'll have to look up that. Um, and you know, uh, the White Peaks. Um, of the mount of the airport themselves, the, the tent peaks um, is yeah, that's that's definitely a correlation between the two. That was my last question: was what the hell is going on with that design? You know, I I don't know, um, but it is very interesting. Yeah, I've never I don't know I've never seen. Um, I've never seen uh, what do I say a, a, an airport designed like that. Um, only they are, I don't know. I, you know what? And I'm looking at a picture of it. 
I wonder how many there are. I wonder if there's 30, 33 I, of them. Ooh, that would be weird. And there's like these really weird points on the top of them too, you know, almost like the points that run down the back of the uh, the Blue Devil horse, the Lucifer. Yeah. Like or spike. or like down a, spikes a, on the top. Yeah, or um, the spines of a uh, dragon. Ooh. Yeah. Creepy. That's quite interesting. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my Mount Blanca, um, I think it's interesting that, that it has the Knights Templar um, connection there, and that's tied to yeah, the Masons, too. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So there's your, exactly. That's what I told my husband. I was like, he was like, he came in while we were doing trying to fix my computer. I'm like, honey, don't get mad that we're talking about the Masons, but we had to. Baby, I said, don't get your feelings hurt. He knew when you joined that they got some weird crap going on there. <laughs> <laughs> he knew there was something weird going on. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Bless his heart. Nice. Bless his heart. So the one thing that. Uh, well, I, we still need to talk about the numerals, and we need to talk about the uh, gargoyles. So I wanted to save the best for last on the gargoyles. So that's the most interesting thing I think of the whole show. But going back to the design of the buildings, of uh, the top roofs of this airport, they're really weird. They're white. They're kind of they kind of look like they they're not exactly straight. You know? Did you notice they kind of look like they're a little crooked? You know? They're yeah, not exactly and you know. They're, no, they're not, which if you got ADD, they kind of drive you crazy to look at. Exactly. Um, and that just hit me wrong with that. Like, they're crooked, you know? They're crooked. I can't stand it. Um, I found something on uh, – there's these guys that I follow on YouTube, and they're called The Edge of Wonder, and I love these guys, you know? They cover every conspiracy. And they did uh, – and they get out there too, you know? But they're they're pretty huge. I think they have like a like over 100,000 followers, you know? And so uh, – they did a quick live feed uh, while they were at the Denver airport, and they were talking about the, the the shape of those. And they said that they had watched a video or read an article, and that both of them really kind of felt like this guy was telling the truth. When they said it to me, I did not feel like they were telling was they were telling the truth. I didn't buy into it. But they said that this guy talked about how he was, I guess, in some kind of you know, space travel, and w- that he was in a Luciferian cult, and they had <laughs> swept him up, and that he had went to to Venus, no Saturn, Saturn, that he had went to Saturn, <laughs> and that they had uh, a demonic Luciferian thing going on there, okay, and that when he got there, that the temples to this Lucifer that was there were built exactly like the root those rooftops on the Denver airport. And I thought, okay, you know, that's creepy. I don't buy that crap, but whatever, you know. But that was the only thing that I could even find anyone talking about the shapes of those, you know. But they do kind of look like maybe like White Mountains, you know, in a way. Yeah, I mean, it it could look, you know, the White Mountains. I also heard that they're planning on um, painting or changing the colors from, from white to green. But I that was something that I heard a while ago, and it hasn't happened yet. But um you know, I don't, I don't know, um, but they did say that it would take um, two uh, two hundred thousand gallons of paint if they were going to to paint those. So yeah, 
We'll see. They don't even. We'll see what they do. Made out of cloth or something. When you just look at them from a distance. They do. Um, Actually, there are thirty-four of them. There are thirty-four of them, not thirty-three. Whew! That's that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. This this airport is just so 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 creepy. So they did uh, have a lot of complaints about the murals, and that people were very upset. Uh, yep. They didn't want to see it anymore, which, you know, I don't know why they wouldn't want to see dead babies everywhere and coffins and children laying in coffins, you know, the whole world dying. I mean, I what could possibly, you know, disturb children seeing this stuff on the walls. So or how about the demons coming out of the them. floor? I mean, you know, that, that wouldn't creep right. anybody out either. So they did change them, and so they're, from what I understand, they are no longer in there. And now they have these creepy ones that are mocking people and they have uh, like aliens on it. And they're like, you know, what is this? Is this construction for a, a Masonic uh, elite meeting? Or is this a, a gargoyle breeding ground or, you know, or is this where the, <laughs> re- the reptilian people are meeting, you know, and just different stuff like this all over these signs, which you know, I'm like, you know, why are you being a smart ass to us? You're the ones that are putting this creepy stuff up, you know? And then making us look like we're conspiracy theorists because we're questioning why they have all this creepy right. stuff everywhere. If you didn't want us to question it, why did you put up such creepy stuff? You know, of course we're going to laugh at us and put this stuff here like, oh, we're just insane, so you're going to mock us with these new ones that are up. Have you seen the new ones yet? I have seen them. A couple of, I've checked them out just briefly. Um, yeah, then now, now it's almost like, well, we're going to give the conspiracy theorists something else to talk about and something else to dig into because, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do is I'm going to start digging into the new ones because um, I'm I'm sure keeping with the um, keeping with the theme of things, I'm sure there's something to do with these too. Wouldn't doubt it. And I just you know like we were talking earlier about how with the law of karma, how they have to kind of announce what they're doing Mm -hmm. if they're doing that and then they put these absurd things on there that would mean that there's some form of truth in what they're posting on these oh exactly exactly so you know who who's the conspiracy theorist or who's the who's the uh you know who's actually got the facts on things you know um yeah i think it just proves that you know we were we were right about it so right and, you know, they had the big alien, like Roswell, like, hey, you know. You know <laughs> hey, about the reptiles, here we so are. We're talking about reptiles, but you know what? I do believe in aliens. I do believe there may be reptilian aliens. I, be- I believe in aliens, you know, and a lot of people get mad mm-hmm. at me for saying that because they're like, oh, you know, it's just fallen angels. You know, well, maybe it is. Maybe it's not, but, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't rule it out. There's a lot of planets out there. Well, there's a lot of creepy stuff that's been going on. And then there's the Denver Airport. So, you know, I don't know. Going back to Phil Schneider, though. Right. But going back to Phil Schneider, if you are to believe his uh, accounts of what happened to him in the underground bunker, um, then you have to ask, you know, you have to believe in some sort of other other species because that's exactly what what shot him was somebody or something from another species, you know, and – they're not going to be walking above ground. They're not going to be walking with us, you know, because, I mean, what's the last time you walked down the street and saw, 
alien, you know, a, a reptilian coming at you. You didn't, you know. So they would have to remain covered. They would have to remain underground and isolated. So, you know, something got Phil Schneider killed. Bottom line, they didn't kill him because he was lying. Right. And he did say that he had a war with an alien, you know? He did. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess he did strangle himself to death with that thing. <laughs> it's just like, like, you know, Foster shot his head thing. twice from the back, you know? Moved his body. Right. All these feet with two bullet holes right. in the brain, right? Right. He was disgusting. He but just got unlucky. It's easier for me to believe in reptilians than it is for me to believe in these suicides, okay? Seriously. Yeah, I, I mean, these way. suicides are just so obvious. Like, they don't even try to hide it anymore. They just have a bunch of crooked-ass corners, you know? Sign it off, and that's yep. all there is to it. Exactly. So now, the very best part about the Denver airport, in my opinion, first of all, they started off with these gargles that were coming out of these suitcases. That were They're really, really creepy with demonic faces, and there's like these suitcases open, and these gargles are coming out of this suitcase. But now they've up their ante, and they have this <laughs> gargle. It pulled a mind scramble. It opened his eyes and talked. <laughs> yeah, and it's not only that. It doesn't just open its eyes and talk to me. It actually interacts. It's like you can see what's in people. Well, you sent me the video. You're the one that sent me the video. And they, it actually <laughs> yeah. I can see what you're holding in your hand or it is an inter, you know, it is what an you're wearing. Yeah, it's an interactive, um, what do I want to say, an interactive gargoyle. And he um, he talks to people. It's like it's alive. It's so creepy. It is very creepy. Um, and did you hear the? He made reference to the Illuminati, you know, and he made reference yeah. to, you know, the World so, Order. Um, welcome yeah, to the New World Order. Order. I mean, Denver Airport, you know. Well, yeah. Welcome to the New World Order Airport. Um, you know, home of the Illuminati, and. Um, the the thing is, is what better way to put yourself out there and to admit that people were right, but then to start agreeing with them in a comical sort of way, you know? Um, and, and I think that's exactly what they what they've done with this. And I'm trying to find out um, who is. I'm sorry, the but voice. if I saw that damn thing, I would run. I would <laughs> I know, run. Right? Because that is the, know, one right. of the most creepy things, and I've been around interactive stuff in, in Sydney, you know, for instance. I just got back from Australia for a moment, and they have interactive dinosaurs, and there's nothing to the level of this. This is like it's actually real. And so I ran yeah. by my 14-year-old kid this morning. I'm like, hey, there's this gargoyle. It's a really demonic-looking gargoyle coming out of a suitcase. It's at the airport, and it's like it can see you and talk to you and answers your questions, and it it even makes jokes, but it's like it, it it's like it's alive, you know. And Alex is like, "It's mom. It's just AI." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, how do you know it's just AI? I mean, it's really creepy, you know. How do we know it's not demonically possessed? You know, I mean, what is this thing? You know, mom. Obviously, it's just AI. You know. I was like, "Yeah, well, that's what they want everybody to think." You know, <laughs> like, it's really creepy, exactly, you know. It's terrifying. I found that video just absolutely terrifying. I could have barely sleep after I watched it. I was like, oh, my God, it's so horrible. You know, that's the creepiest thing in the world. Like, I don't know. What would you do if you saw it? You'd probably be, like, interviewing it. Can I do a live feed? I, I, I was just going to say, I'm 
always stand, I would, you know, get out my phone and I would do this little, you know, live stream and be like, guys, check it out. I'm talking to the Chatty Gargoyle at Denver Airport. You know? <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, um, I, 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 yeah, I guess I probably would. But it's just crazy because, I mean, when you think about gargoyles are, are um, uh, historically they're placed on buildings. Um, they're placed on buildings um, as protection. And, you know, so you got to look at it from that aspect, you know, why they put the gargoyles. And it was pretty interesting. I do want to bring one one thing into light here is when uh, the the, um, gargoyle talks, he says, welcome to the Illuminati headquarters. I mean the Denver airport. And then he says that he's 243 years old. And that would put it back to 1776, which was the creation of the current Illuminati date, was in Bavaria in 1776. That's 243 years ago. So he makes complete reference to, I'm 243 years old. And that takes us back to that exact moment. So kind of a little tidbit. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. Creepy. I'm not saying it's well, creepy, but I'm saying it's creepy. I was wondering, I Again? wonder how many times this show did we say creepy? <laughs> I mean, that's the I only know, right? way I can find to describe this. It's just it so is, creepy. It is. It is. And, you know, and the more you dig into it, the creepier it gets because, you know, you start bringing up these things, the Rex 84, the continuity of government, the numbers, the, you know, the, 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 um, the actual location of it. Um, you know, and then, and I, I advise anybody who um, who doesn't know or hasn't seen, um, what is his name, um, Jesse Ventura, um, his his show that he did. I don't know. You probably find it on YouTube. Um, yeah, he goes to the Denver airport and he asks these questions and he talks about the spoils and he talks about you know um, about Norad and stuff. So if you if you haven't watched it. I would suggest you go and you, you find it. Um, maybe just put in um, a search on YouTube, um, Jesse Ventura, uh, Denver Airport, and I'm sure it would probably pull it right up. In fact, I'll do that right now. Yeah, it wouldn't be so yeah. creepy if we didn't know because we are red pills. So we do know how – we do know that our government is largely made up of Luciferian, demonic Satan worshipers. We do know that they're into child trafficking. We do know that these Luciferians do child sacrifices. We we know what these people are doing, and we know how evil they are. We know about their false flags. We know that they don't mm-hmm. hesitate to kill people in order to shift the narrative, just like they tried to burn 51 children alive recently just to change the news narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, and So they don't give exactly. a damn about human lives. If they would, they wouldn't be messing around with CERN for damn sure, and they wouldn't be playing with HARP, which is how many lives have been destroyed because of HARP. And these are things they all said were conspiracies. They're not conspiracies, you know. They're not conspiracies. That's a label that you put on on us to derail sheeple from believing the truth, you know, and making Mm -hmm. us look crazy. We're not crazy. We're just pointing out what you're really doing, you know, because we're red pilled. We understand the truth. And so knowing that these people are so vile and so evil and what they are actually capable of, the fact that there is no doubt in my mind that they plan on doing everything that those Georgia Guidestones say. There's no doubt in my mind that they plan on saving these Illuminati families. There's no doubt about it. 
And so I, I, I believe this stuff. So to me, it's not a conspiracy. It's just a fact that they are putting it out there and advertising us, like you said, because of the law of karma or the foreshadowing mm-hmm. of what they're planning on doing. And that's what makes it so entirely creepy. It's because I don't believe yeah. it's a conspiracy at all. I believe they have you, the most sinister plans you can't even barely imagine. Yeah, you can't call something a conspiracy when you've got facts to back up what you're saying. You know, I mean, it, it, like I said, it's a conspiracy theorist it was a made-up term to um, to derail and to um, discredit, uh, you know, free thinkers, um, people that question the narrative, people that dig deep into into these facts. Um, you know, and you, if you do any research on, on on any conspiracy theories in the past, you'll find that 99.9% of all conspiracies um, are are in fact proven to be true. So. I mean, with with odds like that, I would bet, bet to say that uh, our conspiracy thoughts about the Denver airport are just that. They're, they're facts. It's just uh, these people are horrible. They're just horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible people who I personally need to think need to be put down like a rabid animal because they're a minister society yeah. and humanity in its in its whole, I would not. Yeah. I do not even hesitate to think that they would kill off the whole world in order to enrich themselves and control the world. If they kill everybody, everybody's like, okay. You know, for a while I was stumped because I was like, why would they want to kill everyone? Because if they're in power, they would have more money and more control with their more people, right? But then it dawned on me, just like the Bible always said, the one world order, you know. So mm-hmm. with a smaller population would be a smaller government, which guess what would be? A one world government, you know? And that that exactly makes sense when you think of it like that, you know? But Exactly. Uh, I mean they are the elite and they would they need um, you know, slaves. When you have all the money in the world, you don't need any more money. It's not about the money anymore. It's not about that. It's it's about control. It's about having um, you know, eternal life. They only need enough of us to keep them um, alive. And um, you know, when you when you take a look at at the at the um, what do I say? You take a look at the medical um, breakthroughs that they've gotten um, in the last few years. Um, you know, you you start to look at the DNA manipulation. We are coming about to a change here in in this world where. Um, it's not going to be um, un- unlikely for somebody to live 200 years because of replacement parts, because of DNA manipulation, because of you know the uh, slowing down of the aging process. Um, and so they um, they need us as replacement parts essentially until they perfect process. And once they perfect the process, they won't need us anymore. Right. Exactly. I really appreciate you covering this with me. I've been wanting to do this show for so long, and I've been wanting to talk about this Denver airport because it's so creepy, you know. And I would, I got a lawyer with me because she's my, you know, that's my ride or die, you know, when it comes to conspiracy theory. She's the guru. So, Lori, why don't you take a few minutes before we go off the air and tell everybody about your channel on YouTube and, and your contact information for the Underground Resistance Network? Sure. You can find me over on Facebook at the Underground Resistance Network. Um, I do have a community page over there where I do post. Um, I've recently separated from my partner, uh, my longtime partner um, uh, at Turn. Um, so it's just myself 
So um, sometimes the page is a little slow, but I'm trying to rebuild it up. Um, Facebook took us down a couple about a year, a little over a year and three months ago. So I'm trying to rebuild it up. I have watch parties over there um, where you can come in. You can watch videos that that is, uh, are being put out um, real time. You know, chat with me. Um, if you want something a little more intimate, I do have the Underground Resistance Network group. Um, we are uh, very intimate at a little under 9,000 people. Um, and um, I do interact with people on that page every day. Um, and, um, you know, that's where I welcome people to put their input, uh, post things up and stuff like that. Or over at uh, the Underground Resistance Network on YouTube um, where I do my live broadcast. Um, I did take a, a, a little hiatus of about 14, 15 months hiatus. Um, but I am starting to come back. I am starting to do the live broadcast again. Um, so you can come over there and find me there. Um, I am moving recent, uh, in the next uh, few weeks. But once I get settled again, um, and we're going to start hitting it hitting it hard, um, I'm going to start doing some live uh, broadcasts from the Phoenix area because there's a lot of uh, no. happening, weird things, weird things happening out in that yeah. area. Mm. Yeah, weird, weird, weird things happening out in that area. Going to get uh, in touch with a couple people um, who are covering some things down in the Tucson area as far as uh, human trafficking. So yeah, we're going to I'm going to be hitting things pretty hard in the next uh, six months, and I can't wait for uh, this new opportunity. I might fly down there and do some with you. I was just there. Actually, oh, you know. are more than welcome. You are more than welcome. My door is always open to you. You know that. Absolutely. Well, to be honest with you, I get free airfare down there because I've been uh, gambling a lot. They've been giving me free free flights. <laughs> nice. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, 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 you and I, I would love to take you down um, and to uh, go down to probably, uh, I think it's um, Camp Bravo that they have down in Tucson right now. And uh, let's, uh, you know, hit that uh, that trafficking um, because I don't know if too, too many people realize, but the mayor of Tucson is a Rothschild. So there's some questions I down there that I want to answer. That. Yeah. There's some questions down yeah, there that well, I want to answer, uh, and I can't do it from here. Let me find out how to so. ship, get my AR there. Because <laughs> I'm not coming to do that stuff without my bulletproof <laughs> vest. And, hey, I'm a militia. I have all right. my gear. You know, but I know that there we can go. have it there because our militias always go and participate with the Arizona militias on the border. Yeah. I haven't done it, uh-huh. but uh, many, many, many of my friends and, and uh, partners in. There you go. And defending the country to have done that. So, uh, but I wouldn't yeah. go even think about something like that without being armed. There's no way. And hell, there's just too much evil crap with the cartel there, you know. But be yeah. safe it's because that's uh, dangerous. You. And you're really putting yourself out there when you cover this child trafficking. And fairness, it's, isn't that the number one place in the world for children disappearing? Um, one I of believe them, it yes. is. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's a scary, so, scary, scary yeah. place. And you stand out with your pretty red hair. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to uh, definitely have my uh, security with me. Um, I have that all set up when I get out there. Um, and uh, we'll be, like I said, we're going to be hitting it hard. So let me know when you want to come out. You're more than welcome. I actually just canceled the trip. I would have would have been out there very soon, and I canceled it. But it is what it is, and I've been having some health problems, so uh, my thyroid mm. died on me. And yeah, I blame I, uh, uh, just all recently. autoimmune on the food being poisoned and the uh, chemtrails. Yeah. As soon as I get well, when I know is getting autoimmune now. Thanks, Obala. You know, I I was just Thanks, diagnosed uh, with lupus myself, so yeah, I was yep, diagnosed with lupus. I so I, I yeah, so um, yeah, we both uh, yeah. 
come on out. I'm sure we can find a casino that can uh, that can help our mental or our medical problems and our mental problems too. We can cure our ADD out there from I hear from a from a uh, good seat at the good casino. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be uh, taking that cranberry and vodka, please. Make it a double. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming. We- Thank we you don't so even much. drink, but I, if I'm at the casino, I do. I, hey, if they're <laughs> they, free, they say, drinker? I mean, I'm a non-drinker. <laughs> I literally never free, drink, ever. I don't either. Right, I have a glass you know, of wine now and then. But give away your money like that without alcohol. I mean, you need, actually, the I know, alcohol is a band-aid, you know? That's but right, I mean, I'll the way I for six, seven, eight months and never have a drink. I just don't like to drink. But uh, I walk in a no, casino, it's like, hey, bartender, <laughs> here I am, <laughs> Tarbender, Tarbender, keep them coming. But thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, you're going to be sick of me bugging you probably because I, too, do not have a co-host at this moment. Yeah. And uh, I guess something Anytime you need me to come on, anytime I'm, you know, like I said, I'm moving in. Don't say that, um, I want to be. (laughs) <laughs> I'm moving Don't I want to down to Phoenix by the 15th of April so once I'm down there um, you know I will I'll have tons of free time you know uh, being single and, and having time on your hands I could get myself into a lot of trouble so I plan on digging uh, digging fast into my work and, and uh, trying to keep busy so that's uh, awesome well I love you so much and I appreciate you doing this show love and let me see Ivanka wants to say do you want to say anything, Ivanka? Sweepy. Hello, Ivanka. She just glared at me. She just glared at me. She's like, I'm trying to take my nap right now. She, gets, she went on to bed before 7. At 10 o'clock, she wants in bed, and she gets pissy. I mean, this this dog is a diva dog, okay? She, yeah, and she looks like a diva, and she does a little volunteer work at the nursing home, and she's a sweet little dog. She goes to snuggles with all the old people, and they love her, and they miss their pets there, and She's just so gentle and kind. Like everyone's drawn to this dog. She just has this amazing spirit about her. She's real special. She's not like other dogs. Yeah, really can see it in her eyes. Cat. Yeah, she thinks she's a cat. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. I got a, and I got a cat that thinks it's a dog. Do you want to say to Lori? No. Okay. Well, we have ninety yeah. seconds left, so let me close with a prayer real quick, if you don't mind. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, so much for Lori coming and helping enlighten people about what's going on. Uh, Dear Lord, please protect our country and our world uh, from these evil elitists. Thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus Christ. And God, please protect our president as he's fighting every day for us. We love you. We thank you so much for your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm not the best online prayer person. I do better when it's just me on my knees and I can think and not rush without block talking so well that's it so I'll see you later and that's the show out